Hello! Hi! It's True Neutral! True Neutral! Uh, my name is Keenan. And my name is Derek, and we got very prim and proper right now. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what mm, happened. Mm, quite, yes, mm, yes, quite. Most indeededly. Indeed! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's been another week. It's How has it been for you? Fucking... <laughs> it's been a week, my friend. <laughs> I'm laughing because I knew the answer to that question. Yes, you did. Well, that's because we're sitting in the same room, and you saw me walk into this <laughs> home of yours, and I, my arthritis has kicked my ass as the weather has gotten colder. My entire left leg has decided it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So I, I've got my cane back out, my trusty old cane. I, I Maybe I'll take a picture and we'll post it on somewhere, but... I've had this cane for the better part of a decade, and it has very clearly seen the use yeah, in that yeah. time. Handles nice and worn. Dinged and dented and well used, but this cane has treated me well. And considering the fact that I had to get it when I was about 21 years old, that, you know... Uh. <laughs> Indicator of future use. Yes, yes. But, uh, so I had to get that back out. I, I've... Uh, been sleeping rather poorly for whatever reason, but that's all right. Just tired. Energy drinks are good for that. Uh, they, yeah. <laughs> they, they keep the shadow people at bay. <laughs> Do they though? <laughs> so far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Energy drinks and coffee have kept the shadow people at bay. Oh, well, lucky you. Yeah. Um, I still see them sometimes, just just from past use experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's difference between those shadow people and the ones born out of being sleep-deprived, in my opinion. The ones born uh, out of being sleep-deprived move more like weeping angels. <laughs> Why would a weeping angel move? It's that it, it, it's that uh, thing. That's, okay, I don't remember what game originally started. <laughs> there was an indie I don't game. know. I have, yeah. I think it started out as a creepy pasta, and then it was made into a little indie game. Okay. But it's a uh, weeping angel movement is the the video game trope of like. It doesn't move while you're looking at it, but as soon as you look away, it moves towards you, and oh, if it catches okay. up, it kills you. All right. That's Weeping Angel movement. It was originally done in an indie game where statues of Weeping Angels did that, and when Medusa. they caught up to you, they killed you. It's, it's Medusa. It's effectively the same thing. If you look at it, you die. I mean, no, no, it's different. I mean, yeah, it's it like falling. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's the opposite. If you look away, you die. Yeah. If you're looking at it, it doesn't move. When you look away, it moves towards you. And if it catches up, it kills you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. SCP-183, I think? That, that... The big stat, the big yeah. concrete rebar statue that uh, looks like a person? Uh, yeah, I love the way that thing's usually drawn. Uh, yeah, it, it does the same weeping angel-style movement. Yeah. That, that's entirely how it works, except for whatever reason, it doesn't crush you. When it catches up to you, it snaps your neck. Yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> Horrifying. SCP-183 is one of my absolute favorites. It's, it's neat. Right up there with the Plague Doctor. Yeah. So fucking cool. 
But we have a couple of uh, friends, uh, personal experts on that. I'm sure we'll talk about SCPs another day when we have our, our resident experts. Oh, yeah. We'll do a solid, like, isolated episode for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how's your week been? Oh, it's... I it's, like I rambled enough. It's, yeah. My, <laughs> my week's just been fine. I've just been hanging out. Like, yeah, I just... I'm in a rut. I just doing the same thing every day getting through it i don't know it's it's a comfortable rut but i feel bored yeah but sometimes that's a good thing inspiration can be born out of boredom if you will borndom yeah like <laughs> legitimately I was I feel born like, dumb. I feel like that, because that's how I write best, I guess. It's not necessarily out of boredom, but literally, like, when I write my favorite songs that I've written or my favorite pieces of, like, stories and things that I've yeah. written, it's, I always have been in a situation where I'm sitting in a public space, just kind of people watching and mm -hmm. not really paying attention to anything, just kind of being disinterested and bored and just people watching. Yeah. And that is when the most creative ideas flow for me. Intentional disassociation? It's, I mean, it is because I actively seek it out, but I don't seek it out for the disassociation, I guess. In my brain, I've always just been like, I write best when I people watch. Yeah. And so that's just, I would seek out people <laughs> watching to get my writing done. I guess that is... Now that you've pointed it out, <laughs> that's how I will think about it. But until now, I hadn't thought about it like that at all. <laughs> I was just people watching, and that's when I wrote my best stuff. Well, it sounds like you go to people watch and then zone out. So it's you're going for the zone out, not really the people watch. Well, yeah, but sometimes people watching also leads to really good inspiration. Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes people are that shit's better weird. than fucking HBO Max. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. HBO Max has Justice League. Oh, my. <laughs> you can't beat that. The Justice League or yeah. the fucking... Well, they got all of them. Oh, shit. I want to watch nine hours of Justice League back-to-back -back <laughs> just to compare the two. Of course I do. <laughs> That sounds like a great time. Uh, fantastic. They also did Peacemaker, which I heard was really good. I have not watched that yet. Um, I have also heard that it's very good. Even my parents have told me that it's worth a watch, and that probably means it's worth a watch. So, <laughs> All right. Um, well, we do have a little bit of news I think we both want to go yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, indeed so. Why uh, don't we, yeah, start with, do you have that looked up? No, not yet. I, uh, I'm doing that now. All right, all right. Then we'll go over, well, yeah, we'll just say Black Adam just came out. Indeed. Uh, like, neither of us have seen it, I don't think. Neither of us have seen it. <laughs> no, no, I did not get into the theater for the quick screening day of. Well, I mean, neither did I, but I had to double check. <laughs> but yeah, it, so it just came out, and early on, or early reactions overall are, well, I, it's, it, <laughs> what's it at? Right now? Right this second? Yeah, according to RottenTomatoes.com. Uh, it's at 44% on the tomato meter. Ooh. But it's got a 90% audience score. Okay. Okay. So, Which is kind of honestly what I... When I heard that... So when I first heard this piece of news, it was 
I don't remember if it was at 56 or if it was at 50, but it was a very low number for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I had seen 54 and 47, but also the audience scores had not registered on those screen caps that I saw. Yeah, and so right now it's sitting at 44% tomatoes, but it's sitting at 90% audience. Uh, that's over 100 plus verified radian- ratings on the audience one, and with 134 critic scores. And this, honestly, just having the tomato score is what I thought was going to happen. It's I was like, this is one of those movies. Um, just like Clerks, just like Grandma's Boy, just like all of our favorite, cult, the Big Lebowski, it's yeah. going to totally be panned critically. They're going to fucking hate it. And then everyone's going to see it, and the audience ratings are going to go through the fucking roof. It's going to... It, it's go, it will go down in history as a cult classic because the critics hate it, but everyone is going to like this movie. I really hope it's good because, like, The Rock really has put his heart and soul into this. I, I just, he just posted a thing <clears throat> on the all of his socials probably, but yeah. it was just like he's worked his for 15... 15 years. He was cast as Black Adam 15 years ago and has been working hard to make sure that this movie happens. Mm-hmm. And for him, for the rock to have to fight for that long for a character is i mean honestly insane like i know it's like it's funny because without that knowledge we were just talking the other day about how he was the one that made this movie work and he was the one that got everyone yeah. to make sure it happened and that really is what yeah, happened <laughs> it literally is that he wanted to make it so bad he wanted black adam because black adam's important to him as a character he like Explained how it was such an inspiration when he was a kid growing up, like, having, like, a non-white hero who was awesome Mm -hmm. and, like, badass. Like, anti-hero, I guess. Anti-hero, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, So, it's... I really hope it's good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, based Based on exactly the trend that I saw happening and what I personally thought would happen, which appears to be happening now which i'm super awesome that i was able to pull that one um i uh i i think that i i would it will enjoy this movie i would will enjoy this movie would will i say i said would at first because i don't know how the fuck long it's gonna take me to actually be able to see it because you know i live under a rock well, but I will, whenever I watch it, enjoy this movie. I as think. soon as it's on HBO Max, you can come over. That's fair. I got it. I got the. I got the Max. We need to do some movie. It's days got all anyways. the Ghibli there's, movies. There's so many movies that we have to watch. There's movies that you haven't seen that I'm just gonna sit down and make you watch at this point. You yeah, still haven't done right. Seven Psychopaths. No. 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 I know you haven't. I know. And we're watching it. Okay. <laughs> Look like, out for that episode. I'm making that episode a thing. <laughs> I'll take notes. <laughs> we'll make it good. I won't. Well, you I'm won't. just gonna berate you for how long it took you to watch it the whole time. <laughs> the fact that I had to actively come over and make you watch it. Fair enough. I'm I... making that call right now too. <laughs> I'm gonna hang on. Uh, I have okay. to let the cat in. <laughs> well, there's a. A quick news bite I want to go over, and it's it's just a short little thing, um, but 
Bayonetta 3 is coming out soon. Okay, so <laughs> the Bayonetta controversy. Yeah, I know a lot about this. I've been following this pretty fucking, like, like the whole way through I've been following this. <laughs> All right, I had no idea. I just heard about it, and I looked into it just a little um, bit before I'm we started. I'm really bad with names, and so I'm not going to be able to remember their names. But... So the lady that has voiced Bayonetta for the first two for games. the first two games had come out and said that she well it was actively posted by ever by them that um, she would not be playing Bayonetta anymore for right. the third game. Um, I believe the woman that got cast as Bayonetta now is called Jennifer Hale. I, I think that's right. Okay. Um, she's a very, uh, prolific, prolific, I'm not sure I'm saying that uh, right. Uh, oh, wow. I prolific? never knew that. Prolific. Thank you. Wow. I can't, wow. <laughs> That's fucked up. Um, but she's in a lot of video games. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to name them off the top of my head, but if you went and you looked her up, then she is in a lot of games that most of us have played. Um... So she got recast as Bayonetta for the third game. Right. Now, the girl that was the woman, I suppose, I don't know, who is... <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. Um, who was playing Bayonetta for the first two games, came out and made a video um, a couple... Of, a week or so ago. I'm not sure exactly how long ago it was. Jennifer um, Hale is known for her work in Baldur's Gate, Mass Effect, Metal Gear Solid, Bioshock Infinite, Metroid Prime, Overwatch, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. See? She's in a lot of fucking games. And that's just the ones she's known for. Those are the top listed credits. Yeah. So, the the woman that was playing Bayonetta previously in the, the first two games came out and said that she was not playing voice acting Bayonetta anymore and the reason for that is because they had offered her only <coughs> 4000 American dollars to play the role of Bayonetta for the whole game only $4000 yeah that's not enough which obviously is not enough and it sparked a big controversy she broke obviously broke an NDA coming out and saying that right and all this and that and so what the, the what's the what's the company perfect images something something like that um <laughs> that makes bayonetta um it, i never played a bayonetta it's, i just it's thought not that was interesting. an official so so the information that came back out of that right and it wasn't because that that put the everyone in an uproar how dare you offer four thousand dollars to voice act a character like bayonetta for a whole video oh game. yeah well, especially for the the third one where the character has like made an impression on people and like they want you know the person who did that to get the credit for it and be continue mm -hmm. like i i get the outrage there yeah and so it created this huge backlash and so what and this is not, like, an official tweet that came out from the company or from Nintendo, but it came from sources that are very well known to be in, like, those circles of the people that are making those games mm -hmm. or whatever. And they 
themselves, like, since she had already broken NDH saying, like, money and salary figures and things like that and talking about it, mm-hmm. they came out and actually put out pictures of the documents oh, of what she was offered. Receipts, bitch. And she was offered roughly $4,000 for the four each four-hour session that she was supposed to record. So she was offered roughly $1,000 an hour, which if you went and a bunch of voice actors actually talked about it after they released it, how that is actually slightly above average pay for what was happening. Did she just misunderstand the contract? I don't, I don't know. Because then... That's that's what it sounds like. She came out with some, I don't even remember what her response was that she came out with after that. But it was some, like, nonsensical thing that just tried to, like, shift. She she said something about how she was focusing on not doing voice acting. She wished... She, she I think she called the company liars and that she was essentially just wished the whole thing was behind her and she was shifting her focus onto doing theater and that's what she wanted to do. Theater. Theater. That's what I said. And she just wants to move on from the whole thing, which is kind of like, in my opinion, a nonsensical statement to come back with. Because if they, I, I, if think... they put out pictures of the actual fucking documents of what you were actually offered, and you're going to say that they are lying, and that I, they think that she those documents misunderstood are the document, and then. She should have mad. just taken pictures of the documents that she had that yeah. had the the thing, like yeah. like what she was originally offered, and yeah. then put those back out like, no, they're fucking lying. Here's the fucking documents. If we're all breaking NDA, then fucking do it right. Yeah. Yeah. If there was, if there were receipts on her end, she should show them. But to me, it sounds like a woman who genuinely just had a misunderstanding, uh, reacted poorly to that and then doubled down when she realized she was wrong and that's like that's just a human reaction that's something people do but in doing it publicly is well, um, I, a bad look if if she doubled down and just like continued instead of apologizing and realizing what happened like intentionally yeah she just actively just ruined her career yeah her entire career well, she'll go to She's theater done. where no one cares. No, not even necessarily. Theater might not even want to touch her after that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's still, I, I, th- that was rude to say because I don't know what goes on in a theater circle. I'm not following any theater accounts, so they probably do have like their own. Oh social yeah, media there's a circle. huge. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I do not follow theater at Plays all. Plays and Broadway and shit, it's huge, man. Theater is, theater is not dead. Eh, neat. And yeah, I, 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 with I that kind of bad publicity, I'm not, uh, not even, not even theater is going to want to deal with that. Yeah. Her career bad. would be done. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just what it sounds like to me. Um... In other news, we got a couple of uh, casting confirmations from a couple of reliable <laughs> sources. So let, yeah. let me be the first to say Harrison Ford has been cast 
and it's gonna be all right we we talked about this previously and how neither of us wanted this to happen yeah neither of us wanted this to happen no there was no reason to make this happen no at all no uh, he's like harrison ford has agreed to be thunderbolt ross yep uh so probably gonna see a red hulk ford (laughs) just why i don't so, we did talk about this a little, we'll go over it. We just think he's just a little old and grumpy. Like it's, Thunderbolt Ross is grumpy. Grum- he's got the grumpy. He's got the grumpy. It's just like, he also seems like a like 50-year-old man with white hair. Is like, he going to do the mustache? I, I want to see the... I, I honestly kind of want to see the mustache. Yeah? Well, Harrison Ford's never done just a mustache I can that I can remember in a role. No, I can't think of one. Uh, I would love to see the Harrison Ford Thunderbolt Ross mustache. <laughs> that would, it would be good. Let me, let me just. I'm gonna see how old Thunderbolt Ross is. <laughs> like just, just canonically. Because yeah, no, because we talked about before, like whether or not they would have to de-age Harrison Ford to do this, or whether or not he would even agree to that. Yeah, like, I don't think he will agree to be, like, aged down. And I think... It, I I want to say Thunderbolt Ross is, like, in his 60s. I could be wrong about that. But I want to say he's in his 60s. Yeah, that could be. How old is Harrison Ford now? Like, Um, you know, that's a good question. It looks like he's falling apart. It's Google time. (laughs) Google time. Google time. (laughs) Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's just See, like... but then when you pull up Harrison Ford, there's a picture of him with a goatee, and you can see the Thunderbolt Ross stash in there. Oh, yeah. I just... I don't think he's going to do a bad job. Like, let Oh, me, no, let, no. Let me, it's Harrison me... Ford. He's definitely not going to do a bad job. And it's gonna be I really, love Harrison Ford. It's going to be really fun to watch, because, yeah, I also love Harrison Ford. I just... I am... Hesitant. I am hesitant, because the, it seems like it's just going to be a pretty active role still. Like, I don't... I feel like this is a I super like fan-casty thing. Yeah, I feel like I'm being a little ageist. I mean, we might be, but at the same time, like, have you found Thunderbolt Ross? No. <laughs> like, I really... Uh, I'm just gonna Google it. It's Google time! <laughs> Thaddeus is his first name. Google time! Um, in this one, but this is when, uh, Blonsky was playing Thunderbolt Ross in, in the, in that movie. Right. Um, they said that Ross was 39. <laughs> well, that's, what? He's, he's still the father of an adult female, right? <laughs> <laughs> like... You mean the the father of an adult female at thirty nine? You have a kid at twenty one. Yeah, it's just. 
18 years old. Would you also be a certified five-star general? At 39, I don't think anyone's a certified five-star general. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, what? Like, that he is, right? Like, that's part of his character is he's, like, way up. He's He's big up and knows the secrets and, like, can work behind the scenes when he wants to. It's part of his thing, so... Yeah. Hang on. I, I'm I'm now I'm I'm searching more because thirty nine, I'm not happy with that age. Yeah, because that seems insane. Um I do wanna bring up while we're doing this that uh we did have another casting confirmation. Yes, yes indeed. Sasha Baron Cohen is going to be playing Mephisto. In Ironheart. Mm-hmm. Now, that's fascinating. It is extremely fascinating, and I am unsure of how I feel about it, but... I left off the Oat Baron Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just had that playing over my head, and it was wrong. Barrow. Barrow. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mephisto has a child named Blackheart, but I just don't know how any of this is going to tie into Ironheart. Who is, uh, Riri Williams? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh... Riri. Riri. Uh, yeah, so she's just a genius... Just a genius. She's a genius. <laughs> you know, just a genius. Just a genius. It's, it's, you just bypass that. Just, just don't just, worry about just the genius some, part. Just some teenage genius going to MIT. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, she is, she is a genius going to MIT, and uh, Tony Stark in the MCU might have had her eye, might have had his eyes on her already. That uh, he does have full access to the MIT. Mm-hmm. Just computers is shown in the what if with uh killmonger yeah um so he can just watch what he wants fucking creep Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yeah so in the comics he is her mentor until he dies or goes away and then an ai of him is her mentor so we may get more Tony Stark in some fashion or another in the Ironheart series, but like, how does Mephisto tie into that? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back to Thunderbolt Ross for just a second. Of course, of course. Um, so I'm on the Marvel database, the Marvel fandom wiki. Okay. And according to comic book canon. Um, it doesn't really have a birth year for right. him, but he's old enough that during World War II, he rapidly rose in rank and he was captain when he went to fight overseas in the Pacific Theater of Operations. So he was an adult or a teenager, uh, and probably an adult if he rose through rank rapidly. Yeah. In World War II, okay. fighting in the war. So? So he is old. He is old. But, like... Now, granted, this is a slightly different canon in the MCU. Yeah. Okay. So, it is a different canon, but 
if you consider the fact that also Bruce Banner in in comic book canon in the six one six right was around like in the like the sixties the the late fifties the early sixties because that's when he met Thunderbolt Ross right. And ended up being married to his daughter, Betty Ross. Yeah. So if you consider the fact that Bruce and Betty are about the same age, and then, so, you just bring that forward into the canon we have now, and then you age Thunderbolt Ross up about, you know, 20 years from our Bruce Banner's age, so that would put him in, what, mid-60s, early 70s. Right. Probably. Yeah. Harrison Ford can pull off of early 70s. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to be bad. I just am surprised that he agreed to it more than anything. I am as well. I was just trying to justify the age thing, because I think that's what most people have talked about for this, is that he's too old to play the character. But if you take that character, bring him to the contemporary time, make the age gap right for our Bruce Banner to be as old as his as Betty Ross roughly would be. Yeah. And then age, you know, Thunderbolt Ross to that age, Harrison Ford can, he can pull that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. It'll be fun to see. That's for sure. I'll be really interested to see it. Without a doubt. Especially because the Thunderbolts, like. is It's coming. That's coming. And the if you're making him been... Thunderbolt Ross, then that's going to bring him into the limelight as, like, a main character. Yeah. Which, that is super intensive work. Yeah, like, so it's... I, It's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, then, then Sasha Baron Cohen is gonna be obviously awesome as Mephisto. I am... that. I have a harder time with that one for whatever reason. I My brain has understand. a harder time. Because He's I've seen all the ass. funny that he can do. I've seen a lot of the serious that he can do as well, but the funny of Sasha Baron Cohen always sticks out to me more than than the serious. And and I just me waiting for Mephisto to be like my wife. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, just not gonna just say you like crepes. <laughs> say you like crepes, or I break your arm. <laughs> like it's, but it's not. <laughs> Just, he's, he's just, gonna, he's we can the compromise. Devil. Just say you like thin pancakes. <laughs> I, it's a good compromise, no? <laughs> he's he's such a good actor. For I have no tears. Oh. Yeah. And so that that's my only problem is I have trouble taking him seriously. He's going to be so heavily made up, you're not even going to be able to tell who he is a lot of the time, I'm sure. <laughs> Like, like so, like, it's like Tim Curry playing the devil. Yeah, yeah. So I think I I just I can't wait to see that. I think it's going to be really good. I am just really interested to see how they tie that into Ironheart. And I mean, Ironheart mm-hmm. is going to be in Wakanda forever. Yeah. So we'll see a little bit. You know, maybe how it ties in from that. Uh, maybe I, I assume so. I yeah. assume so. So. I mean, if we're bringing in Mephisto, then maybe we're going to see Blackheart, too, which would be so cool. Blackheart's yeah. one of my favorite villains. Blackheart's awesome. I know nothing about Blackheart. Oh, you have the book. How do you not... That makes no sense. I can just... I, yeah, I can look it up. Blackheart's really fucking cool. Blackheart is uh, one of Mephisto's, like, uh, underlings or whatever. And I think at some point he ends up becoming, like, 
kind of an anti-hero, but Blackheart's just awesome, and I love his character design. He just looks cool as shit. I had, uh, me and there my brother had... There are a lot had, of black characters. Me and my brother had, um, uh, Marvel Superheroes, a video game. It was just called Marvel Superheroes, and it was a fighting game for the PlayStation 1. And, uh, he was one of the characters in it, and he was always one of the main ones I picked. Like, he's awesome. Black Bolt, Black Cat, Black Knight, Black Panther, Black Mamba, Black Tom, Black Wing, Black Talon, Black Gout, Black Swan, Black Widow. Blackheart. Found him. (laughs) Google. Google one. Yeah, his character design is so neat. Yeah, that's rad. He's just like a cool, like, all black guy with like it almost looks like dreads for hair, but they're very spiky anime style stuff and red eyes. Like, he's just really fucking cool. It's weird that he's not in your book. He's yeah, he's not specifically he's not in not in those all those black characters. I named. oh, apparently he's normally an adversary to Ghost Rider. It's uh, Mephisto's son. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't appear to have his own page. That's that's crazy. He's always been like one of my favorite villains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Him and like uh, the the I can never remember his name, but he looks like a starfish, but he's got an a big eye in the middle. Starro. No, he's a villain. Star- Starro? I don't know. From DC? That wasn't, that wasn't his name in the game. Oh, no, then it wasn't. Yeah, it was in that game, so it wasn't DC Starro. No, it was. it's Marvel. Marvel's. Okay. I don't know. I don't know that then. I don't think. Hang on. I'm just going to look up the character list from that game. <laughs> and as soon as I see it, I will remember. Well, do you have a story this week? Because that's where we're at. <laughs> um, fuck. I, I, yeah, kind of. I have a few that I'm, I'm just trying to decide. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess this this week we'll do do an episode a, a, a story from the past. Um. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, uh, for one of my friends' girlfriend's 21st birthday, uh, some of my friends were contacted and they were asked, you know, what bars, they were coming to our town and they wanted to know what bars to go to and where they could go to have the most fun or whatever. And so, I got contacted and they were like, you should just take us out for a night on the town. You know literally everywhere to go. You know what to do. And so what yeah. I decided to do was take him on a, a bar run from one end of Main Street to the other end and, uh, just, you know, have a good night. Yeah. Stop. I knew, like, the good drinks to get at different bars. I knew which bars they would probably like more than others. We spent a few, you know, longer at those bars or whatever. Right. And then we went to a couple of bars specifically. Like, I think I took him down to Pals to get the apple pie shots that they make, like, in-house every day because they're only... Were only three dollars for an apple pie shot, and 
Oh, they yeah. were made in house every day and they were delicious. Like, why would Fuck it was our yeah. specialty drink? You go there and you have one. <laughs> it was her birthday. She got two. <laughs> she got one for free. And uh, so I took him on this bar run. We were having a good time. You know, we stopped by all the bars. We made it all the way up to the cellar, which is the last bar in town before you cross over into the next town. Right. And um, we hung out there pretty much until the end of the night. Until about, I don't know. One o'clock ish, actually, because at that point I had gotten drunk as well, <laughs> and I was like, "We need to go back to Shooters," because at that time I lived like a block away from Shooters, and that was Shooters was my hangout. That was my right. bar that I went to. Um, easy walk home. Easy walk home, and at that time they hadn't banned smoking, so I could still smoke in there. <laughs> I, I stopped going to Shooters the, the minute they told me I couldn't smoke a cigarette in there. I, I stopped going to that bar. I started going to the cellar. I can still smoke in the cellar. <laughs> to this day. That's going to sound insane to some people. Yeah. We have I'm a few sure downloads from Seattle. I bet they're going to be like, what? Yeah, yeah. No, there are bars in Idaho we can still smoke in, and I refuse to go to any other one. I don't want to go stand outside in the cold and smoke a cigarette when I could sit down and have my drink and smoke a cigarette at the same time. <laughs> In the warmth, in the inside. <laughs> I can sing karaoke and smoke a cigarette on stage. In the warmth, in the inside. In the warmth, in the inside. It's so good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I about 1 o'clock, I was like, we need to go back to Shooters because I knew the bartender there really well, and he made, at that time, I drank primarily clam diggers. Like, that was my drink back when my ulcers that. could handle that. And, uh, so I was like, I need, they're so good. Fuck you. You're so wrong. (laughs) Climb diggers are awesome. And, uh, I was like, I, we need to go back to yours. And everyone's like, why? And I'm like, I need to go have a climb digger. And they're like, order a climb digger here. I'm like, no, Debo has to make my climb digger. (laughs) He's the only one that makes them right. (laughs) (laughs) And so I convinced them to walk clear back across town to basically one of the bars we started at <laughs> so that I could get a drink for last call that I wanted. <laughs> On her birthday. On her birthday. <laughs> we, were all pretty, we were all pretty drunk at that point. Like, you know, we had done a bar run across town already. Yeah. We started at, like, fucking 7 at night, and it was 1 in the morning at this point. Like, we had been drinking for a while already. Yeah, technically past her birthday. Anyway. Also, walking back that way was also the way to their house as well as my house. All right. So it was like, yeah, we'll just start our trek back. And uh, so since we it was going the same way anyways, I was like, no, no, we can just walk back. We can all have one more drink before last call. We're all pretty drunk anyway. Yeah. And then we'll be halfway through our journey. We'll have stop, have a drink, mm-hmm. keep going. You know? Right. Works out. Right. And so, you know, I was able to convince everyone pretty easily. You know, carried mm-hmm. on. And as we're walking... I proceed to get, like, like you know, as you start moving and the blood starts pumping and all of a sudden it hits you, yeah. right? Yeah. All the drinking I'd done for that night started to hit me on that walk back <laughs> over to the first bar. And uh, I remember that I was walking down Main Street. It's <laughs> a good start. I remember. I was walking down Main Street and I was in, like, the front of the group because I was the one leading them around town all night. Right. And then my, another one of my friends, he was like right, like behind me to my left, but like basically next to me, but like a step or two behind me. Mm -hmm. He was just like right there. 
because he was the one that had got a hold of me and was like, hey, you should set this up. You know the town better than I do. Right. And I was like, all right. And so we're kind of leading the group, and I see, uh, we see a trash can. You know, it's one of the trash cans on Main Street. Mm-hmm. They're, like, got the maroon, like, things around them, the cages around them or whatever. Yeah. We were just drunk, and he was feeling some type of way, apparently, just drunk and got energy. And so he just kind of reaches over and just, just Spartan kicks a fucking trash can, right? <laughs> okay. Now, I had always thought those things were bolted into the cement. <laughs> it turns out they're not. <laughs> they're just standing there. <laughs> that thing just fell on its side like nothing. And I looked at it, and I had the revelation of a lifetime. <laughs> oh, my God, it's not bolted to the ground. Holy shit. And I looked back up the block, I looked, like, because it's a one-way street, so I looked back up the way cars would be driving, and I saw about a block and a half down, there were three cop cars outside of another one of the bars, very distracted by a fight or whatever was happening at that bar. Uh Uh-huh. I'm like, all the cops are distracted. So I pick up this trash can, and I throw it out into the middle of the road. Uh For no other reason than I was 22 years old and drunk as shit, and it seemed like a fun idea. Uh They tried the trash can tipped over. I didn't know it tipped over. Why not make more of a nuisance out of it? Throw it in the middle of Main Street. <laughs> so that's exactly what I did. Oh, all right. And I laugh, and he laughed, and everyone behind us kind of nervously chuckled. <laughs> and I was like, "It's fine. The cops are distracted. Look at them. They're fucking busy. Well, let's they're, go now. They're not gonna bother us. Let's keep moving." <laughs> and so we did. And then we got a block up, and there's. You know, on every block, there's a trash can. (laughs) We got to the next trash can. And so immediately, drunk brain goes, throw the trash can. (laughs) So I go over. This one is full of trash. The last one was, like, empty. It was light as shit. This one is fucking full of trash. (laughs) Did not matter. I picked that shit up and fucking... And he fucking hurled it out into the middle of the fucking road. And the fucking lid popped off of it, and that shit exploded. And it rolled. And as it rolled, trash just piled out of it onto Main Street. God damn. And I'm gut rolling. I am laughing, and my friend's laughing, and we keep walking. And uh, I'm I'm still, like, in front. Everyone else is behind me, eh? And, well, no uh, one's going to step in front of you after that. I'm I'm walking, and I hear my friend's girlfriend, who's her birthday, I hear her whisper to her boyfriend, I hear her, should he be doing that? <laughs> We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> and my friend, who had me plan this for everyone, turns around and goes, nah, 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 this is Derek, he does this every fucking weekend, we're fine, just follow him. <laughs> 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 sure as shit, we just walked on to the next bar. I got my fucking drink. You know, we finished the night. It was a yeah. good night. Yeah. We got to throw two trash cans in the middle of the road for no reason. <laughs> it's been like a decade now. I can admit that. There's a statute of limitations on things like that. Yeah. It's a very mild crime anyway. Like, I don't think anybody's going to come after you through a podcast about that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. At most, it was like littering and, uh, littering and... Destruction uh, of public destruction property. Destruction of public property, yep. yeah. Good reference to throw, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's my story for the week. 
All right. I also, in the middle of talking about this one, I thought of one for next week about the how I got the scar in the back of my ear, which you happen to be there for. Well, the beginning of. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fun stuff. Sizzle for next week. <laughs> well, uh, for this week, I sizzled last week. I was going to talk about Werewolf by Night. Yeah. And uh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, first off, it's uh, the premise is it's a group of monster hunters who all like have proven their worth to some degree and uh elder bloodstone has died i don't know what his name is it's, they don't call him elder bloodstone i just he is the he's the old bloodstone guy um, okay and uh he died and left his very fantastical bloodstone to be won by whoever won this challenge between sure. the hunters all right yeah so uh Elsa Bloodstone, who is a character from the comics that's like a Monster Hunter kind of character, mm-hmm. um, is like the last one to arrive, and she makes a big deal about it. It's a big uh, big scene between the wife of the dead guy and her. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, her and the main character, who we followed into the room to start, we find out he's like nervous and like everybody else is boasting about their kills and then like they get to him and he's got like over like way over any of them. Mhm. It's just like what well I. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah. It's fucking really good. Man thing turns out being the creature they're hunting in the maze. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, uh and the character we followed in is uh Oh my god, Jack Russell. Okay. Is Man-Thing good? Because Man-Thing, that's a hard character. Well, It's yeah. hard to do that character and not turn him into another Groot, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, he was he was really good. He was a little bit more sentient than I would like him to have been, but like... There are more sentient versions of him that have been known to exist, though. He made coffee with the French press. That is a little sentient, but like, but that's not unheard of for right. a man thing either. Right, and he, he, they do call him Ted, and anybody who is actively afraid of him does get burned up, and it's really, really good. Wasn't that character of Ted canonically in another part of the MCU already? Does that make him that Ted? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um... I might be just misremembering. Maybe my brain's putting false memories where they're not. I don't. I don't remember that being a thing. But I'm not. I am also not sure. Um, I feel like it was a thing, but it was just a one-off like thing that was not supposed to mean anything yeah. at the time. Right. You know what I mean? So like. Right. And then once again, maybe my brain's just filling in gaps with things that aren't real because I want them to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh. Yeah, overall it's really good. There's a it's all in black and white except for the bloodstone which is red. Yeah. But everything else is in black and white. It's real That's good. Cool. Um I did hear one thing about it that people have been divisive about when my little bit of spoiler the ending. The ending. Yeah. So, um uh, Michael Giacchino who directed this, um he is also one of the best 
composers in mm-hmm. film right now. He's fucking amazing. He did the Marvel opening theme that you hear at the beginning of every movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did the soundtrack for Rogue One, which is one of the only soundtracks I've actually went and downloaded because I really just love the music in that. They did a nice. really good job. Like, yeah. Um, Walk Hard. <laughs> one of my favorite soundtracks. I, I was it's all more, original. I was... So yes, good. it is. That is really good. But I was, I was more talking like or, orchestral stuff. I wouldn't. I would download Walk Hard on an average day, but like Walk Hard. <laughs> I will walk hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Michael Giacchino at the. Where's end, my pencil? <laughs> at the at the end of this, um, when the man thing and. Uh, Jack Russell wakes up from being a werewolf because he is the werewolf. Obviously. Yeah. Jack Russell. Like, yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do make a joke about that in the in the special. It's a special, I guess. It's not a movie. It was. It's like an hour long and released on Disney Plus. So. Yeah, there are movies that are an hour. Uh, but. Yeah. Hour and ten minutes includes credit scenes, man. Yeah. Um after yeah, after they are all resting, uh Jack Russell wakes up and Man Thing has made him coffee and then uh hands him a little mug and the as like it fades out, it fades into color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and, then that's what people didn't like is the fading into color thing. Yeah, I don't really understand why it's so divisive. I, I legitimately just don't get why you would be upset about it. It looks nice. It's just like the end of the movie. You get to see Man-Thing in color for just a second, and then it's I think it's because it was unnecessary. It absolutely was, but also it was like... It, it was very much shot like an old-school film. Yeah, well, and, I mean, and because... Like, and that breaks aesthetic. No, no. So the the idea behind that, as it would have been for an older movie that maybe could only afford a little bit of color, that sort of thing, would have, like, that would that's the resolution. That's the feel-good of the ending. Yeah, it's that everything's good between them right now. It's a happy ending because this the special's over. Like, special's over, they're together and they're friends and they're having coffee and everything's fine. No one's being hunted right now. Like, it's it's it doesn't break aesthetic because... Uh, one when Elsa Bloodstone sits down in the thing, it also gets more colorful. Mm-hmm. Like they already did it for part of it, and it was for an aesthetic choice as part of to break the black and white to show that like when she inherited the stone, that's what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And to also end with that is just to show the feel good nature of the ending. It's an old school special, like. You either get with the old school nature or you just don't get it. I feel like that's where the hate comes from. You just aren't understanding the very easy metaphor or you don't like it. Mm-hmm. And you just aren't getting that it was shot like an old school film and that was the point. <laughs> that's that's my opinion on it. I think it's weird to be mad about that when it's very much fitting what it was supposed to be shot like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but overall, everything was fun to watch in it. Uh, I really enjoyed the black and white aspect. It made it feel old-timey and good. Like, And the little bits of color that were thrown in felt special and interesting. And, yeah. 
Yeah. Jack Russell was really good, and I I really like Man Thing. They did a, a practical suit with digital effects overlaid. On oh, that's a lot of it. Hell yeah. So like. Hell yeah. That's that's the best time special effects work. CG works with, in combination with real life. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. you just do CG, it looks bad. So I'm really glad they had at least like a model for everything they did. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, that it sounds it sounds nice. Yeah, honestly, it's it's a fun Halloweeny special mm. horror event, and like, <clears throat> there's not like visceral stuff. Like a hand gets cut off, but it's not like it squirts blood or anything. But there's the the werewolf transformation scene is really good. It's like all done with shadow. Oh wow! And then he just tears people up. But and there's lots of blood that flies around, but it's all in shadow. It's all silhouetted. Yeah. Oh, that's really and nice. it's so good. It looks so good. That's cool. A fucking cat. <laughs> Should I let him in? I yeah. It's just gonna <laughs> keep going. Uh, but yeah, so the the transformation scene was really really good. Um, yeah. Overall, if you want to watch something that's just a fun horror event that's you know pretty safe for most you know kids not like young young kids but like i would watch this with heaven and not feel bad about it yeah Mm. i'm sure my son's seen my son likes zombie land so i know he's seen (laughs) (laughs) um but i did want to talk about another thing uh which is oh I, i will briefly mention i have been trying to play resident evil uh i pick it up die to a chainsaw five six times and then i'm frustrated and have to put it back down i do you want are you getting the other chainsaw yes yes i'm getting the chainsaw and i'm attacking him with it and i'm just dying over and over and over again i'm just like do you want me to help you (laughs) maybe i don't know (laughs) I'm just at a spot. I just, I, I just, I don't. This is first-person horror games are not a game genre that I have played very often ever. Yeah. And so it's it's just a different style of gameplay than I'm used to. Like, it's yeah. So I I'm getting there. I don't. I think I haven't turned down the difficulty yet. So I might. Just oh, you do playing that. on hard mode? I I think I just went to the standard difficulty that it sets you, at, and I oh, don't think yeah. it's the easiest one. So. No, there's easy, normal, and hard. Yeah, so I might, I might just turn that down, see if I can get through it. Easy. I, I forget every time I turn it on. So. Easy's pretty easy. Um. The other thing was uh, the Sandman. Um, spoilers for the show. The Sandman. If you're watching the show, maybe Maybe, just because you read the books. Yeah, yeah. I (laughs) I read the books through Audible, Um, not sponsored, but it was great way to do it because you know credits and convenience. Yeah. Um, But uh, it's a fucking amazing series of books. I just finished part three earlier this week, and or Act Three, I guess. Um, But it's. Such an amazing series of books. The concepts just of dream being an embodiment, and there's also like delirium, death, uh, destruction is in the third one. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, 
It sounds good. Yeah. The, it sounded good the whole time. I haven't read the books or watched any of the show either. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know nothing about Sandman. Well, I know that Neil Gaiman's, like, very involved with the production of the show, so... Oh, that's good. Like, yeah. Hopefully not in an overbearing George R. R. Martin way. I don't, I don't think so. George R. R. Martin. <laughs> Uh, I do it like butters every time. But I don't think so. I think, like, he just, you know, has an input, has a say. Uh, but also, he's just so fucking good, I don't know why you wouldn't listen to him on most things. He's a really talented writer. The way he's put this all together is fucking awesome. And I know this is an old series at this point, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's been around for quite some time. But there was some really good uh, voice acting talent that, like, because it was, he narrated it, um, but there was, like, a full production, there was music, there was sound effects, there was, like, cast. I'm trying to pull up the book right now. So, it, he narrates it, but it, it's almost more like an audio drama in the way they put it together production-wise. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's, a. Uh, uh, it's I cannot. That, that's remember. a good. That's a good time. That's a good time. James McAvoy plays Morpheus, the Lord of Dreams, so he's in it a lot, and it's fucking such a good performance from him. Um, and the th- the third one's got uh, Kirsten Shaw, who is Louise from Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. and my favorite character. Yeah, uh, she does such a good job in this. She's delirious. She's an amazing voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah she she's plays... one of my favorite voice actors. Her and Judy Greer. Yeah. Judy <laughs> really good too. Uh but uh and she plays Delirium and it's such a great performance, just the way it's put together. It's written really well and then she just fucking knocks it out of the park. Like it yeah. Uh, all the way through though, it's just a really good story. I don't even know how to explain it because it's a, there's a lot of little stories that add up to a full story, mm-hmm. and a lot of them only connect a little bit. Like there's just one piece of that story that goes into the other parts of the story, and you're like, "Why is this relevant?" Until like sometimes the next book. Okay. You're just like, "What? What? <laughs> Why did I get Why? told that story about Shakespeare? What was that?" <laughs> um, I will say my my favorite aspect of the books are okay. My favorite, one of my very favorite parts of the books is that um, they two of the endless, which is what the embodiments of these primordial feelings mm-hmm. things are, um, make a bet with a guy with a mortal guy. It's just like I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like well yeah right after a while you would definitely want to die yeah and so they just make a bet and he just keeps going on and they meet together every hundred years morpheus and this guy meet together every hundred years like you want to die yet he's like nah nah and Man. like he's been rich he's been poor that's me yeah like, that's that's me <laughs> i would do that uh, you're it's... gonna hate this i don't know i think i might not <laughs> You, uh, uh, that's basically the attitude the whole time. Just like I, I'm digging it. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's how I would be. Yeah, I've often said like like immortality is something that like 
if I was offered, I would not turn down. And that's always the argument. It's like, oh, do you want to see all your loved ones die around you? You want to be the last one remaining? I'm like, well, I mean... I don't want that, but I. But it would be okay uh, It would be... End. Eventually, like, you know, you come to terms with that kind of thing. And eventually, everyone that you did care about in that aspect is uh, gone. So then you don't really have to worry about that happening anymore. From then on, it's just cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Like, maybe that's a callous way of thinking about it, but, like, loss is just part of life. It's just part of what happens. We all have to deal with it in some aspect, and if you deal with it so much that there's no one left for you to lose, then you just carry on. You did, then, it, then it's no longer a worry. You just are yeah you know like yeah that's a fair point like i don't i don't disagree Uh, i think the hard part would be explaining to like your children why you don't age anymore and why like you know what i mean like well here's the thing son when i'm at your funeral (laughs) (laughs) that's brutal you ever heard of the demon mephisto (laughs) i may have made a deal that some people wouldn't agree with i don't I don't like where your deal went. Morpheus's deal was just a random bet. I mean, mine can be a random bet. That doesn't make it not. You know, <laughs> just some people might not agree with the deal that I made. That's all I said. Devil went down to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, I am not talented enough. As as a musician, I know I'm not talented enough to win. <laughs> in that kind of aspect. But if it's just a bet, they're, they're like, oh, eventually you're going to hate this and ask for death. Then, yeah, no, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Hands down, every time. Like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's, Sandman is really, really good. Awesome. Uh, I think it's really interesting the last, like... I would take Mephisto's bet. <laughs> Yes. No, <laughs> wasn't Mephisto. Anyway, uh, whatever. Yeah. Take the bet. Different universe, even <laughs> different publisher. I'll still take the bet. <laughs> um, the last like six chapters or stories are all told from no one we've heard from before. Uh, from this crazy tavern. Okay. It, that's in a displaced point in time. Yeah. It's really neat. That's good. It's yeah, good so that's... I, the way you're describing it, and, and I think I understand why you like it a little bit and why I would like it as well, is because the way you're describing it, it sounds like a fun story that's also reminiscent in style to, like, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And... It's not and, It's not like that. It's not... Well... But, I like, mean, it, it is... It's, it's, it's like that if you, like, um, if Arthur Dent was carrying a severed head and then there was some rape on the way. (laughs) Not necessarily from him, but it was just happening. Yeah. That could fit in. (laughs) I can see that It's, it's really dark. I don't think I'm getting across quite how dark a lot of the content of this is but what i'm you can have things in a similar vein of a similar styling and have them be varying in other aspects like that yeah yeah and the the, 
that's that's a fair way to put it. It's I, I if Douglas Adams was abused heavily as a child, I yeah, guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying that Neil Gaiman was. I just don't know no, how else no, to describe no, no. that writing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's similar to Hitchhiker's Guide, and it's wandering like, but much less interesting nature much and less like fun whimsical and more grim whimsical. Yeah, and there's a lot of like fun tangential stuff that's not like particularly important to the story a lot of the time but it really makes the world feel better and like interesting like the characters feel more in depth Mm -hmm. because of those weird little offshoots so that's really good um kane and abel are in these oh interesting that's cool um kane regularly kills abel it's just a thing that happens when kane gets mad abel is kenny yeah i mean effectively but he's really uh just a really sad character and i'm He's Kenny. Got, he's got a little gargoyle friend, but like he doesn't get full redemption at any point. Kenny has the little rat friend. Yeah, yeah, yes, Kenny. Yes, Kenny. Uh, fine, fine, <laughs> whatever. He's my favorite character in the book, probably. It's just because he's so fucking pure and honest and good, and I love him. Kenny was my favorite in South Park for very much the same. Yes, reason. fine, Kenny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this fucking cat. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, except that he really didn't get, like, a proper redemption or happy ending at any point in time, which made me kind of sad, because he deserved some level of, it's going to be okay. And he just, there wasn't... It just a, doesn't happen. There wasn't a lot of that in this book, to be <laughs> honest, but... There, there was, you know, like... A, also, like, Kenny. A, a fine, resolute <laughs> note. Do you have a hypothetically? <laughs> I love how all of that just worked so well, and you just hated every second of it. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed this book. Yeah, all three of them. There's nothing wrong with that. I can, I can make analogies to South Park. But just, you know, South Park's also good. <laughs> I'm sorry, the writing just doesn't compare. No, but character tropes do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> follow the trope rope. Rope, rope. Um, hypothetically, I hmm. Okay, so here here's an idea, right? You have two options. Like, this a a world changing event is happening. Okay. Okay. You have two options. The either the like the majority of like the oceans would dry up and so you would have like a lot less water in the oceans, but you would essentially we're gonna reduce the water amount by about a third. Okay. And then split up the water. So like the oceans would become like more land and we're gonna split it up like rivers would swell and, like, lakes and even, like, the seas would be bigger mm-hmm. and things like that. But the oceans overall would actually empty out. Okay. And the oceans would be more land. But we would also lose, like, at least a third of the water on all of Earth. Okay. Or global warming happens and, you know, we get, like, a third to 50% more water on Earth. Uh... Which do you pick? 
You can decide. Essentially, you have you have whatever weird little key that picks which one you go I'm to. I'm Team Aqua or Team Magma. Kind of, kind of, but it's not full on get rid of all water or get rid of all land. It's like a weird in between, but both are going to be bad. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the more water situation. Really? Yeah, yeah, because I like overall. I feel like most people are going to survive that, and then we might actually have some level of overpopulation problem, but. Until that point, like, I feel we can probably make do with a lot of the land that is left. A lot of the higher lands and plateaus are plains. Mm-hmm. So that would still be good for farming. And, like, it would be a lot of salt water around, but also, like, you can filter that. We have the technology to do that. And not all of that stuff would get lost in this. Like there would be a substantial amount of loss. I'm not saying that there oh, wouldn't yeah, be. Oh yeah, yeah. No, like, either either way, it's it's a tragedy. Either way, bad bad things are happening. Yeah, but no, neither of these options are good. No, but I I feel like it would be more favorable to humanity's survival to have too much water than not enough. See, and I I actually lean the other way. I I lean less water, more land. Um, because... We already have droughts. Well, yeah, but I... I think that the, the population problem would call itself, because you can only have as many, you know, beings or a, resources. You, right. you, it has to, there's the equilibrium that has to be maintained. Right. So the, the population thing, yeah, lots of people are gonna die either way. Right. That will fix itself. Yeah. Now, realistically, now that we have more land, it'll be easier for people to spread out and cultivate land and be able to also, like, fend for themselves and create for themselves. Well, potentially, but the only thing stopping that right now is, like, governments. Also, I just want to see the oceans dry up so we can see what was at the bottom of them. Oh, yeah. That would be a... That would be a <laughs> that, I mean, that would be a bad, but it would also be an interesting... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My scientific side of me says, uh, let the oceans dry up. I want to see what's down there. Hmm. Also, I think it would be interesting to let see... Let the oceans come up so we can get more of those lower-level creatures coming up. Well, I well, I want to. I also think it would be interesting to see, like, how it would be, like, um, pressure-wise. Like, can you imagine if the Marianas Trench, right, had no more water left in it? What, because there's no water pressure pushing on you from that point, it's just the pressure of gravity as you get closer to the core of the right. earth. How would that be different for people going down? You know, things like that. Like, Oh, we have really deep holes, and people can go down there, and it doesn't seem to, like... I, they might have to take oxygen, but that might be because it's a cave system, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if that, like, the pressure from water is from water it's yeah not as much from depth because you have yeah x amount of millions of gallons of water pushing down on you from all angles yeah so that's yeah i it wouldn't be as much of a thing for you to just go down in a big hole yeah it, that would be you know you just grapple you know repel your way down on a rope or whatever oh yeah there's if there's no water in there just fucking fly a helicopter yeah <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you, James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine the like it's a like a more sudden event. 
Yeah. And, and just James Cameron's just in a sub, like... <laughs> Everything just dries up around him. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what James Cameron does with his free time. Does uh, he have I, free time? Um, I mean, in between making Avatar and going to the bottom there of the There hasn't Mariana been Strange. an in-between making Avatar. He's been doing it for, like... <laughs> Ten years. They're already halfway done with filming the fourth one. I saw a thing the other day. Fourth one is the fifty percent completed filming. Oh, that's fantastic! All right, we should we should uh, uh, pinch this turd off. Uh, <laughs> God damn! You can find us on Facebook at True Neutral Podcast, uh, on Twitter at True Neutral Pod. You can find Derek. I'm at Mr. Dab himself. And. Uh, uh, true neutral pod at gmail.com well we got one email that may or may not be spam it was just somebody that said hi but that's all they said was hi and i don't trust it because it, it wasn't even in the actual <laughs> if email you emailed us and all you said was hi please send a how are you yeah anything. if you send a how are you then we will respond <laughs> I just don't, I don't know, like, it seems like it was probably spam. It was in the spam folder, but, like, there was no link or anything to click on, so I'm very confused as to what it was. Uh, there was a, there was a, the subject line was high, and there was no body to the message at all. So, I have no idea what that was supposed to be, but it, it, it was Your nothing. Your computer has VD now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, you can find us in all those places, and, uh... I started watching WandaVision. I'll talk about that next week. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.